And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, it was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. They are up there. Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, uh, my name is Jim from the northwestern part of South Carolina, uh, county of Spartanburg. I've had three different uh, encounters with Sasquatch or Bigfoot or Yeti or whatever you whatever you you know fits your description. Uh, my first one was in 1979. Uh, I was a police officer at that time, small town. Uh, that little small town was in kind of the southern part of the county, the southeastern part of the county, I guess you could say. Uh, a little town called Packlet. Uh, this was on October the 4th. 1979, probably around 3 o'clock in the morning, close to 3, I'd been patrolling and, uh, you know, checking the buildings and uh, making my regular stops, and I decided it, it was time to have, you know, some coffee and a little sandwich because of that. That part of the county, there's nothing as far as restaurants or uh, anything that's open, you know, to even get a cup of coffee or anything. So I brought my thermos and, uh, you know, a couple of sandwiches. I had pulled to the back part of the parking lot behind a little store that was called Brown's Market. Uh, it was an intersection of old Highway 9 and Highway 150, close to the train tracks. I was sitting there, uh, had the car off, had the window cracked a little bit, probably about halfway, and uh, drinking my coffee and just kind of relaxing. And I heard a I heard a loud noise that sounded like a, like a like a huge door slamming, and I looked up towards the back of uh, the market, and there was like an old dumpster there, and the lid had been pushed up or opened, and it hit the building when it when it was opened up 
and what I saw was a Bigfoot probably I don't know he had to be seven high eight foot tall I would say just massive massive animal and he was actually reaching down inside a dumpster and he was pulling out bags and he was looking at them and just and tossing them on the, on the ground and he probably pulled I don't know five six or so out and he walked back to the back of the dumpster and pushed the lid back down he gathered up his uh, bags which looked like the best I could tell looked like it was old fruit old vegetables that had been tossed out and uh, he just walked back towards the railroad tracks there's a small wood line there and he just disappeared into the wood line and that probably took a I don't know it seemed like it was forever but sitting there watching him you know the first thing I wanted to do was grab my radio and call it in and I'm thinking no if I do that everybody's going to think you know I done went off the deep end and uh, then I thought you know maybe I need to need to grab my pistol uh, or my shotgun and I, I decided against that I just watched just watched in amazement I mean this this creature was uh, very very uh, particular about what he was getting he was uh, you could tell he was extremely intelligent by closing the lid back he didn't want anybody to know that he'd even been there and then he's like I say he was casually walking he wasn't running he wasn't uh, in any hurry it's like he knew that that time of day or night that he had no worries wow. uh, and that that little town you know was the type of place where they roll the sidewalks up at 8 o'clock at night you know you, if one car comes through that town I mean that's unusual it's very quiet, very peaceful little area. Did Did you know what you were looking at? Like when you first saw him, did you know what it was, or was it your brain still trying to figure out exactly what the hell that was? Well, I really didn't know. I thought, you know, this this is a big guy, and then you know, the more I looked, I said, this is a big hairy guy, and then I thought. I don't know what this is. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. But had you heard you know, of had you heard of Bigfoot up up before that? Well, <clears throat> I'm I'm part Cherokee and uh, the Eastern Cherokee, and I had heard stories from my grandmother and my and my father. You know, my grandmother she was. She was keeping the, the Cherokee tradition alive, and 
the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, the Yui, as some of the Cherokee call them. Uh, you know, back back in the early days of the Cherokee Nation, the Bigfoot actually protected the the tribes during their hunting and gathering, and that was the stories that were passed down. But of course, the Cherokee, you know, they would leave offerings of food and so forth, and it would disappear, and you know, they would actually see the the creatures while they were out hunting. You know, and those stories, of course, were passed down from generation to generation. Only after I got to thinking about what my grandmother said, I mean, he was long gone. I mean, I sat there for another 30 minutes in amazement. But I got to thinking about what she said and some of the stories she told. And I said, I've seen one. I have honestly seen one. And it just sent cold chills down my spine. I mean, I, I just didn't know. I said, man, this is, this is unreal. How can this be? And, you know, I kind of gathered myself together, uh, finished off that thermos of coffee kind of quick because it was all I had. <laughs> and uh, I think I smoked six cigarettes there in like, I don't know, a minute and a half, just trying to get myself, yeah, you know, pulled back together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's something like that. I mean, that's life changing. That that puts you somewhere you've never been to see something like that. And uh, I mean, it, it never looked over towards me. I'm sitting there in a you know a patrol car. It never looked at me. Never even acted like it even noticed or even cared that I was there. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, the car wasn't running. You know, it wasn't that cold, and I just cut it off and, like I say, my window down. Yeah. Did you? And you mentioned earlier that you you didn't radio it in or, or call anybody. But did you tell anybody about what you saw? Like you know, maybe family members or anybody like that. I talked to my dad. Uh, he's the only person I ever I ever said anything to about it, and. Uh, He just told me, he says, you, yeah, you've seen one. You've seen what your grandma's been telling you about. And he told me that uh, when he got back from World War II, uh, he said he had seen a family. of them up near Cherokee, North Carolina, near a, like a trout uh, stream. Okay. And he said he was probably 50, 60 yards away, and he was with his brother, and, and they both saw him. And he said, you know, his brother looked at him because his brother, had, you know, had stayed on the reservation, and he just told him, he said, yeah, there they are. Is, is that area of North Carolina, or sorry, is it South Carolina? 
or North well, that's in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Okay. Are, are there, yeah. Is that area known for for Sasquatch and Bigfoot to be, you know, quite prevalent, or, or, or was it the first time you've ever seen and, or heard about? Well, it? when I mean that's the first time I had had heard. I mean, I knew where the you know the reservation was. Uh, of course, it all, has all been modernized now. They've got like a big casino there. You know, a lot mm. of the a lot of the woodland is gone. Uh, but you know the reservation is not very far from there, and I mean it is you know a lot of woods, a lot of mountains, and I mean still today uh, there's sightings up there. Not as not as often as there used to be, but yeah. And I'm thinking the reason that is, you know, it's because of modern man you know, invading their territory. Yeah, that sounds And pushing them back. Yeah, now you mentioned that you had two in the same year. Now, this one happened in 1979. Mm -hmm. And you had another one in 1979 as well? Yeah, actually, less than a month later. uh, And I was at work then. I was working night shift again. and I was, uh, it's an old rock quarry just outside of town. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd ride through and check machinery and check, you know, just make sure nobody's out there messing around. Uh, they had a dynamite shack out there, you know, for blasting and stuff. Uh, this was, I had, come on shift at 11 o'clock at night and this is probably about uh, a little after 12 it was a little after midnight when I when I got out there and I was just riding through and I mean, it's you know it's out uh, out in a heavily wooded area and uh, it has, it's got a, a good sized pond, probably about eight, maybe ten acres. This right there at the rock quarry. It, it used to be an old part of the quarry that they had dug up and they had hit, uh, I guess, an underground stream or something or a river and it just filled it up. So, you know, it turned into a lake. And <clears throat> I was out there, you know, it's dirt roads. Uh, and I'm riding through, and I got my spotlight on. I'm just, you know, checking machinery and looking around. And I got over towards the wood line near near where the little lake is, and there stood one. And I'm thinking it may have been the same one that I saw the first time. You know, as soon as I seen it, I thought there he is again. And he didn't run. You know, he he just gently walked right back into the bush. So I just turned around, you know, and exited the property and went back down the center of town and just kind of sat there. And, and I just could not believe that I, you know, this has happened twice. I could not believe it. 
but he was basically the best I could tell was the same uh, coloring, pretty much the same height, and uh, I really believe it was you know probably the same one as before. I couldn't tell any difference in him. And it made no gestures or or any. It, did it even acknowledge you in any way at all? Just stared at me. That was it. Just looked at me like, oh, okay, now what? You know, I mean, it didn't uh, growl. It didn't uh, make any sudden fast moves or it was like he, you know, like he didn't really care that I was there. Did it seem like a, like almost a, like a younger type, uh, you know, how you can tell like a teenager from a man, like a full grown man type thing. Did it, did it give off that, you know, juvenile type vibe? No, not really. It, it, it seemed like it was, uh, more, it seemed like it was more matured. It's like he, you know, he didn't get excited. He didn't get uh, uh, agitated. It was like he was almost used to seeing, you know, somebody occasionally mm. or seeing a person occasionally. You know, and, and through the years I've thought about it, and maybe, you know, he had watched the people at the quarry working during the day. Uh, a lot of people would use that place as a lover's lane, you know, and maybe he had seen them mm. and watched them, you know. But it was almost like he was accustomed to people. He... he I mean, he never snarled. Uh, like I say, he never made a sound. He just, you know, stood there for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 seconds and just, you know, looking at me in the patrol car and then just, you know, kind of yeah, shallantly turned and walked into the woodline. Yeah. Do you think it recognized you? The same way you recognized it? I don't know. Uh, because that night down there at the market, I mean, I don't think he actually even paid any attention that I was there. Well, maybe he yeah. did. You know? Uh, and maybe he just didn't care. But I, uh, you know, I couldn't believe that he didn't react in, in some way. The second time, when I hit him with the spotlight, you know, I figured it was startled him, but it didn't. So you, it was almost like he was expecting it. Yeah. So how how are you processing it at this time? Like, I mean, you know, less than you know a month after your first sighting of him, you know, it, it and that alone can be, you know. <laughs> quite stressful you know how do you how do you handle it a second time like what's going through your your mind at this point well i'm i'm thinking you know these these things are everywhere that's the first thing that went through my mind you know it's like my god we're surrounded <laughs> you know and uh what you know 
and I'm thinking, well, you know, what do I do? What, what do I say? What, you know, is there a reason to be worried? Is there a reason to be, you know, uh, afraid that they're going to attack? Or, you know, what's the what's the way? That, you know, how's this thing? How's it thinking? What's it? What's it doing? Yeah. You know. You know, as far as I knew, there might have been 200 of them out there. I didn't know. And, you know, all these things are kind of going through your mind, and you're thinking, you know, if these big son of a guns decide that they want to get irate about something, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I think you know, it would take I mean, more than a, a sidearm to, to do any real damage before they... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> And these, these rascals, I mean, they're big, you know, they're, they're huge and they're thick, you know, their body is, is thick. I'm thinking this guy's chest is probably three and a half, four feet. Wow. You know, and his arms, I mean, when he was digging in that dumpster, I mean, they look like tree trunks, you know, I mean, <laughs> just highly, highly muscular. It just, yeah, almost uh, unimaginable how strong this thing looked. Yeah, they they, they just they look powerful, and, they, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they just even just by looking at them, you can see that they're very, very, very strong. And yeah, we, we wouldn't do very well against against them in a fight. So, oh no, no, you you gonna <laughs> you might as well just. <laughs> Take what's coming because it's over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so when you hit him with the spotlight, and did you get a good look at his face? I did. Yeah. Could, uh, could you describe it a little bit for us? Like, did he have a like a caveman head that type of thing? What did he look like? He looked almost like uh, you know you see pictures of Neanderthals. Oh, of course. Kind of had that that almost that structure, but. It also had like an ape, like the nose, you know, was was more ape-like. But the brow line and and the jaw line looked more like human or or Neanderthal or you know, it was big and bony. But in the you know, and above the eyes, you know, it it, it protruded out. But I mean, a huge head, very, very huge, and not, if he had an inch long neck, that was about it. It was almost like, looked like his, his head was actually just flopped down between his shoulders. Oh, okay, yeah, very muscular. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I've heard these people talk about, you know, the red eyes and the, the uh, 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 no red eyes. None at all. Uh, there was no eye shine, you mean, or, or like it wasn't giving? <clears throat> well, no reflection. You know, like the how you'd hit like a deer with a spotlight. You know, and they, their their eyes would reflect. Yeah. Well, there was none of that. It was like, uh, you know, shine a spotlight on a person. The the eyes don't reflect. You know, like an animal does. Yeah, yeah. 
and it was more like a human type deal with eyes more than a, a you know deer or bear or something like that. It was, uh, I mean, humanoid, I guess you'd say. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. No, you, you've come across this creature twice now, and it, you're fairly certain it's the same, the same guy. Uh, do you tell anyone this time, or, or do you keep this one, you know, close to the chest as well? Well, I, I did. I did tell my dad again. Told him where I saw him at. And uh, he just shrugged his shoulders. He says, "Yeah, okay." He said, "It's uh, you know, it's where he lives." That's quite accepted. And he left it at that. They're quite accepted in in that area. Then I'm going to assume, then, right? I mean, if the locals are in your like your father is just saying, "Yeah, they're out there. No big deal." I mean, that sounds very similar to. To them up here as well in British Columbia, everybody knows they're out there. <laughs> yeah, so they're yeah. just there. Well, I don't know if the local people in the town, because I never talked to anybody in town about it. You know, I never talked to any of the other officers. I never, you know, I didn't talk to anybody except my dad. I mean, and he's the only. One, the reason I talked to him is because I felt like he was probably the only one that wouldn't think that I was a nutcase. Uh, okay. You know. Uh, and, you know, me working night shift, the only people I really saw uh, were the troublemakers. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the, you know, during the day, you know, I was asleep, you know, from working night shift. And, I, you know, I never seen the merchants, or, you know, everybody out running around. All the ones I saw were the ones that were causing trouble at night or, you know, come through town running 90 miles an hour drunk as a skunk. Or something like that, but you know that's that's it. Uh, I mean, I never discussed that with my wife at the time. Uh, and the reason I didn't is because I just didn't think she was, you know, able to accept what I was trying to say, or or, or even understand what I was talking about. Yeah. So how long did it take you to to kind of get past that? I suppose. I mean, it can be it can be quite upsetting to some people. Was it easy for you to handle, or did it, did it was it weighing heavy on your mind for for some time, or how did you deal with it? Honestly, uh, well, I mean, I've I'd, I'd been in the military. Uh, I done a stretch in the Navy during Vietnam. Uh, come back home, join the Army Reserve because I got bored. But, uh, you know, I had seen a lot of stuff. And uh, you, you get numb to it, you know, to certain things. Like death and people being dismembered during wartime. You get used to it. You know, it's, it's not a... Uh, well, I'm not going to say get used to it. Let me change that. You learn to accept it because that's part of it. Now, with this, it took me several weeks basically to wrap my mind around what had happened. And 
I, uh, I just said, well, you know, it is what it is. You know, I saw what I saw. Uh, nobody's going to believe me because if I told them that, they would say, well, how many UFOs did you see, too? <laughs> you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just... I just accepted it. I said, you know, I, and I felt deep in my heart, you know, I, I, like, hey, I, I got a little blessing there. You know, mm-hmm. the good Lord showed me another creature on this planet that I didn't know existed. And which I'm sure, you know, what we know that's on this planet is probably only like 5% of what's actually here. You know, there's a lot of stuff discovered every day they thought was non-existent or extinct or, you know, and then boom, one pops up. Yeah. Uh, well, you have, you, you've as, had another encounter as well. That's in, in 1981. Uh, yeah. Like, was it, and sorry, I don't mean to, to jump so far ahead, but like, is, is that, do you think it's the same guy? Because I'm starting to think that maybe he might have, been the, the same episode is it similar no th- this was entirely different it this was in uh december of 81 i was i had been hunting on a friend's property i'd been rabbit hunting this is in a little area called campobello which is in the northern part of the county it's not far from the uh north carolina line state line and I had been uh, been rabbit hunting and I had I had bagged I don't know probably about a half dozen rabbits or so and I was down by a little creek I was you know cleaning them I had skinned them gutted them washed them off in the creek you know put them in my little carry or my little bag shoulder bag and I had my Shotgun laying beside me, and I heard a snort. I mean, just like something just majorly exhaled. And I turned to my left, and there was there was a, a huge, huge Bigfoot. He was less than twenty feet away from me. Oh wow! And he was old. I mean, he was graying. I mean, you could see gray in his on his shoulders, in his the hair on his face. You know, was was graying, not snow white or anything like that. But you could tell. You know, he was older. And he stood there just looking at me. I mean, we're we're just you know eyeball to eyeball. And he takes about three or four steps closer to me. And he holds both of his arms up in the air. Now, he, he hasn't uh, basically made any any other vocal sounds except that snort. But he's held, he holds his arms up in the air. Almost like he's like, you know, like the, the I give up sign or, or like just like a Well, something or... like that. Yeah, like, like, you know, hey or. Oh, okay. I'm here, okay. or, or something like that. You know, he's, he's holding them up in the air. 
So I'm thinking in my mind, you know, maybe the rabbits, the smell of those rabbits maybe lured him in. And the second thought that went through my mind was giving the rabbits. So I started tossing the rabbits over towards him. And he gathered them up. And I'm sitting there still looking at him. And he throws one back to me. And he walks about 30 feet away. And he turns around and looks at me again. And just stands there for a few seconds. And then turns and goes on back through the woods. Wow. What is so going I took through... my one rabbit, huh? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Can continue, please. I said, so I took my one rabbit, and I got the hell out of there. Because this guy here, I mean, he, he was bigger than the other one. He, he probably had a good foot or better in height. But he, you know, like I say, he, he, he wasn't... He, he wasn't like, like he wasn't trying to threaten me or anything. He wasn't being aggressive. And I don't know if me giving him the rabbits is what he wanted. I don't know if he, you know, like Scott, thoughts with them on mind about maybe the, you know, the smell of them being cleaned, you know, being gutted and all that uh, might have brought him in. Or maybe he had been watching me the whole time. I don't know. Wow. But it was, you know, neither one of these times, all three times, I mean, nothing was was uh, violent. Nothing was uh, aggressive. It was almost like it was just, you know. It almost seemed like he. Part of what was going on. Yeah, It almost seemed like he trusted you right from the get-go. It seemed like it. Well, he, he, he really trusted you anyway for him to come out and make himself known. Like, it, it, And you had a gun, right? Well, it was laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, my first thought was to reach for it. You know? And my second thought was, it's a 410-gauge shotgun. All you're going to do is really make him mad. Leave it alone. Yeah. I think that was the right call. And like I say, when I when I threw the rabbits over towards him, I mean, you know, they, they landed four or five feet away from him. I mean, he stepped up like one step and picked him up, but he never took his eyes off of me. You know. He, he glanced down where the rabbits were, and he, he looked right back up at me as he was picking them up. So what's going through your mind like at this point? I mean, the other two encounters, you know, they're at a distance and, you know, he really didn't have a, a personal interaction, so to speak, but not like, like, like your third encounter. So, so what's really happening in your mind? Like, what, what are you thinking? Like, holy, you know, what, why? I'm thinking I'm, a, I'm thinking I'm asleep and this is a nightmare. That's what I'm thinking. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know what else to think. I mean, my mind just went, 
you know, th this is not happening. This is not real. This can't be real. You know, and then I'm thinking maybe, maybe it's just, uh, a hallucination or something. You know, I mean, yeah. I didn't know what to think. My, my mind's just going in so many different directions to be that close. And you're still a police officer at this point, so you're not really telling anybody again. Did Did you speak to your father about this? Yeah, I, I spoke to him. Matter of fact, that was that was one of the last conversations we had before he passed away. And I told him about the rabbits, and he says, "Well, you gifted him something." He said he smelled those rabbits, just like I, you know, I thought. But my dad said he smelled you cleaning those rabbits, and he came to see what was going on. And you know, me and my dad was was Cherokee. I mean, he was a, you know, uh, with my grandmother and, and everybody else. I mean, he was really uh, uh, into you know the. the the Cherokee, the Cherokee way of life. Yeah, the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So he had heard and, all the stories from from way back, and he he's yeah he, he oh, he's, yeah. he's wise to what's happening here. Oh yeah. And you know, I told him. I said, "Well, I started to grab my shotgun." You know, I said, "But I thought, you know, this is a four ten. It's not going to do anything. Make him mad." And he says, "You're right." He said, "If you'd have picked that gun up, it would have been bad." He said, because they're they're very intelligent, they know a threat when they see one. He said, they can smell the threat. He says, just like, like a dog can smell fear. They can smell fear. They can smell aggression. Because the way he explained it was, your body will give off different uh, odors. I guess you could call it, yeah. or different sense when you feel different ways. That's the kind of the way he explained it. He said that's the way animals judge you. You know, the way a dog knows that you're afraid of them, and they take advantage of that. And he said, and I am sure that Sasquatch knew you were afraid, he said, and I'm sure he knew that you wasn't a threat. He said, because if it would have been a threat there, he said, things wouldn't have been like that. Yeah. He said, if he would have felt threatened, he probably wouldn't even have showed up. That he is, said, but he, that sounds he said advice, he was yeah. interested. Pardon? Well, I was going to say that, that, that sounds like, that's, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, but my dad also told me, he says, you know, he says, they're not evil. He said, they're not aggressive by nature. He said, the only time that they get aggressive is when people cross into their territory or get too close, you know, to their small ones. Or their family units said so then they get aggressive uh, yeah yeah I've heard that too yeah 
And he says, it's just like, you know, it says if you stop and think about it, it's just like a human being. You threaten their family, they get aggressive. He said, there's no difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but I, I, honestly, I'm glad all mine were peaceful. I'm glad I didn't get tossed up in the top of a tree. You know, or. <laughs> yeah. That would have been or, bad. <laughs> yeah, I just that would not have been good. You know, uh, Jim. Let me ask you this question though: Like, you you were a police officer many many years, and, and what would have happened to you, like, career wise, had, had you gone to your sergeant or or your your whoever your superior was at the time and said, you know what, I'm seeing, I'm seeing these these things in the forest. Like, what, what do you think would have happened to you? Do you think you would have lost your job or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd have got fired. There's no doubt about it. It, it. it probably wouldn't have been because of, they wouldn't have said it was because of that. They'd, they'd have they'd have made up something or, you know. Yeah, yeah. All the uh, yeah. Because they, they said, oh well, he's a nutcase. We need to get rid of him. And they would uh, they'd have found a reason to let me go. Uh, and, and that's the same today. I mean, if you if you got an officer and he. He sees something that's out of the, out of the ordinary, out of the, you know, normalcy of life. Like one describes, well, I, I saw Bigfoot today, and they're going to ask him if Elvis was with him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's always that stigma when it comes to people and in sightings with, with, with Bigfoot. Yeah, it, it still happens to this day, so. Yeah. And I mean, and, and he's going to lose his job. Yeah, I know two other police officers. Uh, one of them's dead and gone now, but they had seen in different areas of this county. They had seen them. They had mentioned it to me that they had seen them, but I never told them that I had seen anything. But I listened to them, and I, and I just said, "Wow," you know, and. And their stories was, you know, one of them was, you know, that he saw one run across the road in front of him, uh, way out in the boondocks. And he said, I, I, it wasn't a bear, he said, it wasn't a deer, he says this thing was on two legs, and I know I saw it, and it, he said it was like a flash going across that road. He said, but I did see it. And I said, wow, man, you, you experienced something that, you know, a lot of people just dream of seeing. Yeah. And the other guy, uh, he <laughs> saw one on his property. Uh, he had some cows and some pigs. And chickens and stuff like that. It had a little little mini farm, I guess you'd call it. And uh, he heard the the chickens. He said it was around nine or ten o'clock at night, and he heard the chickens raising cane and pigs started getting upset. And he uh, he said he grabbed his shotgun. He walked out the front door, and he looked down towards the barn. And he saw, he said, I thought it was an ape. 
and had one of his calves under his arm and it was running. Oh, wow. And I said, well, did you shoot at it? He said, I didn't get a chance. It was gone so fast. He said, but it took my calf. And I said, well, what, what are you going to do? And he looked at me and grinned. He said, what would you do? I said, well, I'd probably keep my mouth shut. He said, exactly. Yeah. He said, I, he said, I can get another calf. You know, they said, but I can't get another job and another paycheck if I say anything about this. Do you think it's still like that nowadays? I mean, if an officer in 2021 came forward and said, you know, I saw you know, a Sasquatch running across the road to, you know, their supervisor or whatever, do you, do you think that that's changed now or do you think it's still, you know, that stigma is still there? I think the stigma is still there to a certain degree. Uh, I think it, you know, it depends on where you're at. Now, if if you're like in the North Country and, and you know up there, like well, we say you're in British Columbia, right? Correct. Okay, if you're up in there, or up in up in Northern Washington State or Northern California, up close to the border, and you're a cop up there in a little rural town or a rural county. Uh, and it's a known fact that there's been sightings. I don't think anything would happen to you because it's more accepted. But the closer you get to these big cities and the bigger, you know, the more populated areas, that's that's where people just don't, they don't get it, you know. They think that, uh, they think it's a joke. And and my opinion on that is I think it's a joke because they've never experienced it. You know, everything that that they see on TV is about <clears throat> you know these movies where Bigfoot terrorizes a home or he you know kills thirty five people or uh, you know it's always bad. It's it's bad. Uh, media yeah and of course that's the Hollywood way you know if anything's good make it bad and, and in my opinion I, I think like, like like with Bigfoot I mean and Sasquatch like I said again whatever you want to call him uh, it's uh, it's what Hollywood has made him I don't think that they're violent. I don't think that they're aggressive unless you make them that way. And I think a lot of these people, you know, that, that, that go out and actually try to look for him, uh, they're not going to find him unless he wants to be found. Yeah, you know what? And I absolutely agree with you. I, I think I think Sasquatch, for the most part, you know, they only allow you to see them if they, if they want you to see them. So, yeah. I mean, they're that good at hiding, so. Well, I mean, they, they blend in so good. I mean, you know, unless you've got a, it's just like deer hunting. You know, you're deer hunting in the woods. I mean, a deer is basically, you know, the good Lord made them to blend in. And basically for their own protection. 
if you don't have the trained eye, you won't see it. I mean, a deer could walk right by you, and you'd never know it. And this, except Bigfoot's more intelligent, he's he knows what's going on around him. You know, their senses are probably a hundred times more powerful than ours as far as smell and sight, hearing. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> they're no, they know you there before you even know you're there. You know? And if they don't want you to see them, you, you're not going to. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of these expeditions where they go out, you know, hey, you know, we found tracks. Yeah, you're going to find tracks because he's been there. But is he going to walk up, tap you on the shoulder, and ask you how what kind of day you're having? No. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people want to, people who want to see Bigfoot want to see on their own terms, and it just doesn't work that way. No, it's going to be on his terms. Yeah. If if he decides that nobody's ever going to see him, I mean, that's it. Game over. Yeah, I agree. You know. But he's a, he's a magnificent, I'm going to call him an individual. And you wouldn't be wrong. To, I mean, he, he survived this, you know, God knows how many years. The same way, by doing the same thing day in, day out. And you can't say that about people. You know, because yeah. they're not going to they're not going to do the same thing day in and day out and make things happen the way they want it to happen or the way it needs to happen. And I mean, in my opinion, uh, Bigfoot's a lot more intelligent than a lot of people I know. <laughs> I agree with that too. <laughs> yeah, well, of Jim... course, my dog's a lot more intelligent than some people I know. But anyway. <laughs> Well, Jim, let me ask you one more question before we, we wrap this up here. And I, I like to ask my guests this, and it doesn't really matter how you answer it, but it, it's up to you. Uh, how has your, your encounters with, with Bigfoot, have, has they changed you in any way? Do you, like, do you consider yourself fortunate that you've, you've seen them? I feel, like I said before, I think it was just a blessing from God that I've seen them. Uh, I think as far as changing, changing the way I look at life, it, it's made a big difference. I mean, I know that there's other beings out there. I know that they have their ways that they want to live and be left alone. Uh, and I think people should respect it. I respect them. I mean, I... I would not go out here on an expedition trying to find Bigfoot. I would not. If somebody said, well, we'll give you a million bucks if you go, I'd tell them to keep their money because it's not worth invading their lifestyle and invading what the good Lord intended them to do. That's the way I see it. And if I get lucky enough to to see another one, to me, it's just another blessing. That's a great way to look at it. Definitely a great way to look at it. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just the only way I can. I mean, uh, I mean, I hope to see another one one day. Uh, I really do. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of live out in the boondocks. You know, I'm surrounded by woods and forests and stuff like that. And I and I I got this place, I guess, in the back of my mind, thinking, hey, maybe he'll show back up. You know, one yeah. day. Come say hello. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I. And this is another. It's call me crazy or whatever. But the last one in '81 with the rabbits, I I really I felt a bond, kinda, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying like, hey, we're big buddies, you know, and all that. I'm not saying that. I, I'm I'm saying there's, there was something there, you know, there was something, uh, like, okay, you're okay. I'm okay. We're good. You know, uh, I'm not going to rip your head off. <laughs> so, that's you a good, know, it's a good bond to have with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, like I say, Call me nuts or whatever. But I just, I just felt like it was something there. Yeah, it definitely sounds yeah. like it. It sounds like you get you, like you two came to an understanding. Like, okay, I'm not going to hurt you, and I'm, you're not going to hurt me. So, we're cool. Let's just go our separate ways. And but, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may, he may have just been hungry. I, I don't know. But when he tossed that one rabbit back to me. That blew my mind. I didn't know what to think about that. I just had no earthly idea what to think. You know, it's like I gave him a gift and he was going to give me a gift back. That is very cool. That is, that's very, very cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm picturing it in my head and it, it's just, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's very cool. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem. I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you, and I'm glad after all these years, I was finally able to to let it all out. You know, it it it, it feels like a weight's been lifted off of me. It really does. Well, I'm honored and that got, you, I'm honored that you came on my show and, and talked about it. I really do appreciate it. Like it, these were amazing stories. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, I just hope I help people. You know, I hope somebody understand well i'm sure somebody will listen and, and re very much relate to to your encounters and, and your story so yeah i'm sure it will i'm sure it will okay B jim before yeah. we go i just want to say thank you for your service and your time in the military and your time as a police officer i, I know how difficult those jobs can be so i want to say thank you from from myself and all my listeners well uh thank you for your support and their support and uh like i said i'm glad we got together today me too me too and for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there.
end. Welcome back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this one. But before we do that, let's give a huge thank you to Jim for taking the time to come on the show today. Wow. You know, I, I, I've heard, you know, of hunters coming across, you know, these creatures. And, and you know, there's been some kind of exchange. But I, I've never heard one personally. Like, I've never had anybody tell me directly their their encounter. And when when that Sasquatch, you know, threw back that one rabbit, I mean, that's a that really blew me away because that's a whole nother level of not just consciousness, but like almost empathy as well. You know, uh, it almost seemed like the, the creature recognized that, you know, the hunter, you know, Jim put in all his work to, to get all these rabbits, you know, <laughs> at least he should get one, but yeah, it was just like, wow, that that's a whole nother level of, of understanding that I just don't think we get, but um, you know, thankfully like he, he decided to come on the show and share that because that was amazing wow you know back in the 60s and 70s you know when the, the stigma was still very much alive and well and and it is to a certain to a degree today as well but you know back then you weren't you weren't allowed to say anything you know in fear of you know not just your job but your reputation you know you don't want to be known as the looney tunes right but you know in, in today's um, today's society and today's understanding and i use that in air quotes uh, you know, I, I would think that more police officers or conservation officers or badge carrying people, you know, would come forward and say, this is what, this is this, this is what I saw, you know, and as a matter of fact, I encourage it. So if you're, if you are a member of the law enforcement community, reach out to me. <laughs> We're not plugging yet, but yeah, get in touch though at NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, not even just to have you on the podcast, but just to talk and just to see where, you know. Where, where, where your understanding is that because there, there's still that stigma and I understand and I just want to know why it's still there and I'm just not entirely sure we're so accepting on this other stuff but not this for some reason Sasquatch is still kind of taboo when it comes to law enforcement so let's break that wall down but uh, anyway thank you again Jim uh, and by the way I really do sincerely mean it thank you for your service to not only your country but to mine and your years of, of, of the police work that you've done Thank you so much. I, I sincerely appreciate it. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's see what's coming up. Oh, you know what? We have a Saturday show for you. So let's just press this button. We'll find out what that is all about. On the next episode of the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast. It, it, yeah, yeah. The whole time we were we had sat there, it, it watched us. We felt we felt eyes on us, but there was literally physically no one else in the area not even on the other side of the river there was no one else around so tune in for that one that should be a, a good one I, I get a little bit of a backstory to that when my laptop crashed i thought i'd lost that episode forever and you know it wasn't until i was digging around in you know in the back of the files and all that stuff i found it, it so <laughs> it's a little late but it's coming <laughs> But you guys, check check this out on Saturday, please. And uh, if you have had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, I could be contacted at NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A. NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let's keep these Saturday shows rolling because I'm really enjoying doing them. And I think you guys are liking them too. So get in touch. We'll see what we can do about getting you on the show. Okay, guys, you know what? This one's going a little bit long. So I'm going to get us out of here because it's a, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day and uh, I think we should all be enjoying that. So uh, until next time, guys, well, you know what? Until Saturday, uh, I will talk to you later.
Bye.